Welcome to Nice Try for the fans. We're recording fairly late, I think, but my voice needed time. I don't remember screaming, but my voice hurt. I was definitely worse. Uh, <laughs> yes, you were worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> wow. What a game. Welcome. Did I say welcome? Hello. <laughs> Thank What you for do you do? <laughs> Thank you for joining. Uh, the equilibrium has definitely been disturbed. That's that's why we're a little. Mm, but thank you so much for joining us and and for being part of this journey. And wow, Springbok fans, we all deserve medals and free medical aid with cardiologists and specialists in uh, maybe. Th- maybe psychologists as well i don't know we need lots of expert medical attention and advice because we have been put through the ringer of course we are looking back at semi final weekend that's with me l and here timothy what do you do <laughs> it was um it was wonderful to get to watch a match with you yes it was it was quite the occasion quite somber as well <laughs> Uh, Prayerful. Con- yeah, contemplating what I'm going to do with my Saturday, <laughs> and from the lows to the euphoric highs. So yeah, it was quite a interesting experience. Nice to actually share that moment with you know other people as well. And yeah, I hope everyone went through the you know, the gambit of emotions because mm-hmm. this is what the Springboks will do to you. Yes. I think I've seen many videos now of the reactions, and I want to guess your favorite. I saw one today with a guy lifting a couch. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one where a guy jumped into a pool. Yeah. And then a whole bunch where people are just dancing to Kalagata. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah, I knew when I saw that guy lifting that couch, I was like. This this is Timothy <laughs> because I didn't realize you could jump as high as you as you as you can. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> can are you available on Saturday for the lineup? Because there were a couple of um, frustrating moments. I mean, I'm used to us just dominating lineups, but I mean we can talk about that later, I guess. But you you definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's that Jamie George throw. <laughs> Really inspired me. Mm, the one to Nisner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to to really reach for the sky. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Sure, but before we talk about the semi-finals, we have of course been going on another journey, and that is building the all-time greatest Springbok lineup, and that has been interesting as well because we're getting to share memories. We're getting to share favorites. We're getting to look back and celebrate icons of years gone by, and also celebrate current icons or current players who are dominant in their positions and their contributions. Today, we're looking at the the centers, the center pair, the 12 and 13 inside and outside center. Half of this combo is the playmaker, and the other one is, as far as I've always understood, they organize the defense. But that's because I grew up as a rugby fan with the likes of 
Devet Barry and Jacques Ferry and those guys organized the defense and so I've always understood that to be the role of that outside center and then alongside those players of course Jacques Ferry played with Jean de Villiers who I remember the first time I saw Jean de Villiers or paid attention to Jean de Villiers he actually he wasn't a center he was a wing yeah back in 2004 and I <laughs> that was you know Jake White beginning with our, with our Tri-Nations and I was like who is this guy and it was weird because he didn't look I mean he's not the speediest so he didn't he didn't feel or like look like a wing to me yeah but I do rate him as the Intercept King I know Peter Rousseau slapped chips he was hailed as the King of the Intercepts but for me Kenyan Moody <laughs> I feel like it's a different kind of intercept. Okay. He's like a thieving... Two and two at center against the mm. All Blacks yeah, and the Welsh. Yeah, but that's... He's, he's wonderful. He's, he's wonderful. But uh, I, I feel like it was different with John. This is the one area where I think we might even be rich in centers because I mentioned those two combos... And in that group, I think Jacques Ferry is ahead of the competition as an outside center. Just he was so solid. And one of my favorite tries of his was against England. Oh, I thought you would say something else. Like the British and Irish Lions. Oh, yes, yes. Well, they're, they're cousins. <laughs> yeah. But there was one, I don't think it was the World Cup. I think it was an end of year tour where he, like, Jonah Lomoed over the <laughs> defenders. And I enjoyed that because I haven't seen that, you know, this side of 95. Yeah. So, so that was that was great. And he's just, his size, and then he's fast for his size. I, yeah, Jacques Ferry on the outside uh, gets my vote and yes he combined well with John Villiers but I'm uh, unpopular opinion I'm not I'm not going for him as the best oh okay so you're you're obviously sticking with Kanan <laughs> oh no sorry Andre Estes <laughs> no no I think for me um, people you know there's some names that are mentioned in certain sporting contexts where you just have to it's sort of something that you have to do as you know a rite of passage mm-hmm. if you want to talk about history oh so you have someone like Pele Maradona uh-huh. and I've never seen a minute of these people um, <laughs> outside of obviously highlights oh um, and so one of those names is someone like Dani Gerber absolutely and from what I can see and what I've read and what I've heard this man was unstoppable. Oh, yes. And so, you know, for the older folk out there and those who are historians of the game, I'm Mm -hmm. sure they would go for him. But for my sort of watching career or watching Spanish, I would say it's Jacques Ferry was just a beast, Mm -hmm. Um, dependable, no real weak point in his game. Um, I think, yeah, for me, the number 13. Number 12 is a bit more interesting, I would mm-hmm. say. Like you said, we've had a number of potentials. Even this another almost 12s and almost 13s would be interesting to do. Yes. And someone like Bainan Olifir, Waylon Murray, Eddie Jacobs. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there's there's quite, sure. quite a number sure. that can, you know, stake a claim to that. Uh-huh. But I think just in terms of 
someone like Sean's been unfortunate with injuries. Yes. I think that plagued his career. And had he been, I mean, we can say this for many players, but I think because of his performances when he was fit, he was always productive. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a shame. But you have someone also, you know, in the newer generation or shall we say current generation, someone like Damien and Lucanio. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, it makes things interesting. Yeah, it's it's number 12 is really tough, but I've even forgot a young Francois Stein. No, I was going to say my vote <laughs> is actually, for me, yes, there are many, but for me, there's only one. <laughs> I see what you're doing because... 15 mm. <laughs> can sneak someone else in there. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, like Stain obviously was monumental in mm-hmm. our 2007 year. Yes. Like, uh, obviously wasn't what he is now, but the talent, unmistakable production, threat from anywhere. And it was complete as well. Size, speed, he had it all. Also someone that had a career that could have been lengthier mm-hmm. you know had there not been contractual difficulties so i think yeah, i wouldn't if i had to place my definitive stamp i would probably say jean and this is just because of how, how much games how many games i've watched and then geography differently and For, they did they were amazing together yeah it's just if the current center pairing mm-hmm. go on to win this world cup i think they'll have a really strong Lame. Yes. But for some reason, the narrative isn't as <laughs> <laughs> ironclad around them. Uh-huh. Because there's still people I mean, speculating th- that Kanan should start yes. and under Estes. And they so don't own the jersey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And at least from an attacking point of view, I don't think they have the same firepower. Defensively, they're right up there. But I think... Uh, you, you want game changes mm-hmm. I think you'd have to go for Jean and, and Jean So those are ours 13 is clear Jacques Ferry And then we're playing with Jean de Villiers Franz Dane <laughs> <laughs> In 12 We're also celebrating Donny Gerber When you described France now With size and speed speed and just complete that that was Donnie that was Donnie Kerber I also I've only been able to watch tribute videos and things like that I haven't seen him in a full you know context but he was used something special and someone if we're looking at almosts man I had big dreams for Jan Saadfontein wow and those dreams were based on the fact that he often looked like Donny Gerber. He, the way he moved and his line, the way he broke lines, the way he ran, just even his hair sometimes. He looked like, like Donny Gerber and I thought, oh, this is it. We're getting it. This, this is going to be historical, but sadly not. We would, of course, love to hear from you. Is there a single center, a standout, like Adani Kerber? Or are you looking at combinations like Jean de Villiers and Jacques Ferry? Maybe you're even thinking about Marius Hubert and Devet Barry and the combination that, that they created. I mean, look at that 2004 Tri-Nations. They were at the center of the magic. 
no pun intended. Hey. <laughs> so we'd love to hear from you. Also, what are your thoughts on our current center pair? Because like we said, we, they're not really, they haven't owned or taken ownership or dominated that jersey. They're they're exceptional. Damien Delendi is one of the players of this tournament. JC has risen to the occasion. Sadly, Lucanio, you know, injury took him out. But then look at Kanan and Andre rising to the occasion against the All Blacks yeah. during that Twickenham match. So we are very privileged. We're in a we're in a privileged position to have such tremendous talent in this area. So we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. And just on that, for the wings. The winning combo on my online poll was Habana yeah. and Chaslin. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that That's definitely... Chaslin <laughs> definitely got the recency bias. Yes. But yes. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, complain too much about that. Yeah. So, the, also, people, the people spoke. So I can't hold it against anyone. To look mm-hmm. at the future for... There's a couple of really talented centers. <laughs> yes, Tout Dog Sasha. Uh, Ethan Looker looked really good in mm-hmm. the under 20 team. He's got that sort of physicality oh. that we look for in an inside center. Yeah. And then you've got someone like Henku van Bijk. Uh, unfortunately, he had a season ending injury last URC, but he's on the main. And he's also someone that I think might be knocking on the, the Springbok door. So Uh-oh. that conveyor belt. It's not stopping anytime soon. Uh It's going to be interesting to see how it goes with Caden Mm -hmm. taking his claim there. So we've got a really promising crop of centers coming up. Here we come, 2027. (laughs) (laughs) We've got our eyes on that already. We're just, you know, the work never ends. Uh, Before we head over to Paris and look at this past weekend, semi-final weekend, uh, the URC and, you know, everything domestic rugby is firing. And Finn Russell. <laughs> Great tri-assist. <laughs> Finn that. Russell was a hero. And I thought that um, we, would, we would mention it for you, Timothy. <clears throat> he was described as the Scottish magician. But uh, <laughs> it was a really... Really smart play. Mm-hmm. It just seems like he's on another level, and I'm happy to see him shine because obviously he was dusted off <laughs> <laughs> in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the URC is back. A couple of interesting matches. Obviously, uh, missing some of our Springbok players in the teams, but some entertaining games mm. in the list. Some really great tries. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Sasha. Yes. As Two really uh, standout tries, probably tries of the weekend, I would yeah. say. Although the Lions did really well to come back in that match, and I was listening to an interview with James Dobson, who said he failed at using his bench effectively. And you know who did not fail <laughs> at using their bench effectively? The Springboks. I, I, if people still don't understand the the concept of a squad and just the way we're 
our plan goes, I I think they should understand. Yeah. Now. Hopefully. We can't help them if they don't. <laughs> But before we before we look at them, let's give just like two minutes to Argentina All Blacks because that was of course the first semi final. We knew. But we still hoped. That's that's on us. I didn't know. I'm just saying that. I said <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> with this team. I think we should give them two minutes because that is the amount of effort, Your. or at least the length of time that they were actually in that game. Sorry, no. Let's give them five because that's how long they played against 14 men <laughs> when they didn't have to. That's just shocking. Shocking. I. Th- I okay. There were a few calls that didn't go their way, mm. but still. The, I don't think that would have. That, that was not game changing. To, yeah, that was not going to change the tide. But I mean, the All Blacks looked flawless. Mm. I don't think they made an error. They jogged. Though. It, it was crazy. Just practice. It was low intensity practice. Yeah, I'm sure many of them had to do sprints after <laughs> to get their heart <laughs> rate. Yeah. But is this good or bad? For them and for us, yes, two sides of sort of the same coin when you go up against the team. So they're obviously preparing for the final. Mm. Does that help playing such a low intensity? And you have the Springboks that were in a dog fight. Oh, does that help? Mm. Because you now need to lift yourself up. Oh man, it's it's interesting to see when those two collide. Also, the. All Blacks. They came from a couple of easy matches in the pool, and then they went into a really tough quarterfinal. So I'm wondering, you know, they were jogging, 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 and then they battled. Yeah. So now they were jogging, jogging, jogging. So they're going to battle. Is that the pattern? That might work work out for them, because I mean, South Africans. Should we be successful? It's going to be one of the Steepest. Up, yeah, World, World Cup runs, playing every team in the top six, mm-hmm. and even how they accomplished it, <laughs> in the conditions mm-hmm. and the home team. Mm-hmm. It's this is really. I, I think the Springboks tweeted out that a date with destiny, mm-hmm. and it really feels like that. Um, and so we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah. Saturday is going to be a That's going to be Amdinger. Now, before we get into that match, because our, our two minutes for reviewing <laughs> that match is over, uh, but let's just look at some records because the All Blacks, you know, a lot of records tumbling there. The most capped All Black, obviously, Sam Whitelock. He's now surpassed Richie McCaw as the player with the most appearances. He has 152 caps, and that's ahead of. <laughs> so this will be his 153rd. Yeah. But he's also that's just in general appearing for New Zealand. He's also got the most appearances in a Rugby World Cup overall, and that's 25. That's three more than what McCaw had, and then there was Jason Leonard of England who who was equal. Yeah. So 25. I mean, he's carrying it. You can see. <laughs> but wow. Not just that, though. Out of the 25, he's won 23 Rugby World Cup matches. That's great. And then just another record. And sorry, 
Will Jordan, obviously with all of that going on against Argentina, he scored his eighth try in this tournament and now he's level with Jonah Lomo, and Brian Abana, and Julian Sevilla. Yeah. So he could, that record could be broken, but finals and with the weather coming, it might not be a try fest. So maybe they'll stay on eight. Funny that you should say that. Um, mm. Have you heard Jock's comments that it's mm. going to be 30, we need to score 30 plus points to win this World Cup yeah, final? He said uh, the way the All Blacks are playing, if you don't score 30, ah, you're okay. not going to win because they will probably score 20 plus. So you need to score, th- you need to get ready to score 30. Okay. I, okay. I thought you were saying. Like, you know, we're gonna be. There's gonna be a shootout. Oh, I. I th- but with the weather predicted already, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Even s- the practices, it's it's raining. It's raining. Yeah, I saw the pictures. I I, I just don't think that like South Africa, mm. for all their struggles against England, did not concede a single line break, mm-hmm. and that's not been done by any team mm-hmm. at this World Cup. But obviously, England weren't playing with that in mind. But I still think South Africa's hands down one of the best defenses yes. in the world. So it would be interesting to see how the All Blacks approach it. Because obviously they're flying high, scoring mm. and playing some free, free-flowing rugby. But you know World Cups on, 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 mm-hmm. on scoring the most, um, well, scoring tries at yes. least, at scoring points. And obviously they do have uh, really capable kickers in Jordi and Ichimoanga, but I think the weather's always a particular equalizer. Yes. And the Springboks do at least have forwards that can exert their authority. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Also, Argentina missed 50 tackles. I thought that was the attempt. <laughs> 50. I don't think I've ever seen that number. <laughs> a number that big uh, for missed tackles. So, oh. yeah, um, maybe the team did, that... So did they miss all of their tackles? Uh, funny <laughs> enough, the percentage was over 70, so shame. Oh, wow, that's quite large. Yeah, it just yeah. speaks to the dominance of uh, this New Zealand team. And conditions obviously favoured, I would say, the All Blacks, their ability to run, but their handling never made a single error with this ball that's outstanding yeah so Argentina yeah I'm not even sure what they'll do in this third fourth playoff well they have to do something because southern hemisphere <laughs> that <laughs> come would be on nice. let's go for that full podium <laughs> yeah Sir Clive for, for yes, Sir Clive yes do it for him yeah okay. uh, remember last week you were talking about was it Mike Tyndall or Lawrence Delalio? I can't I, yeah you know, it's they were one all... of these English pundits <laughs> The country mile. Some might say that uh, South Africa didn't deserve to win this match, not by a country mile. I, I, I really. <laughs> it, it ticks me off when people talk of the language of deserve. deserve. Uh-huh. Whoever won mm. deserves to, to win. Yes, they did what they had to. They yeah. didn't stop playing. Exactly. They kept in the game for all that period. And as was, uh, I think Corbus Fisseri tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying England at their best couldn't beat South Africa at their worst. That's powerful, yes. Yeah, and so they deserve to win Mm -hmm. because they they, 
I don't know who's the adjudicator to say (laughs) okay (laughs) model victory (laughs) here for you I'm sure France would love to have not deserved and still got it through that's and for me that's kind of uh, what makes a championship side is when you can grind it out when you can play a little ugly and yet get the victory that's we like to joke about the blue balls and how you know they can hold on to a ball for 10 minutes if they have to just forming the pods everything's perfectly legal yeah it's not an i mean for a fan it's entertaining because you're like oh my word the audacity yeah uh but for not for the opposition it's ugly and it's boring or whatever but it wins the match. It does the job. It ticks the box. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> where we have to really... What is the point? The point <laughs> is to win <laughs> the game. Was yes. it... Uh, let me quote the, the great poet. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jay-Z. Oh. <laughs> moral victories mm. of our minor league coaches. Oh. I'm not going to finish the rest of the okay. lyric, but really when you get to the big stage, mm. no one is going to say you know 2023 South Africa world champs mm. but they shouldn't have been there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Galagata is going to be playing <laughs> yeah and um, fair play to South Africa mm. I, I don't know why we aren't giving credit we never really had any English pr- pressure to deal with mm. England were waiting for South Africa to not execute yes. and so from that perspective you can say fair play to England yeah and had they come through with a victory they deserve to win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just my... I've got a bit on my soapbox there. But. Yeah, no, but had they... Because, you know, they brought George Ford on in the last minute. Yeah. And it was a little too late. Had they planned or prepared for something... You know, I imagine they brought him on for that last minute drop goal or something like that. Yeah. But had they been adequately prepared or had they not stopped Playing, playing in the 70th minute Definitely. and brought him on or done something else yeah to properly seal it you always got to say you got to score twice you got to score twice you got to score twice yeah you can't with a four point buffer and then expect uh, we deserve this <laughs> no Mm-mm. i mean seal it we've made that mistake before we've cried those tears before 100%. mainly against new zealand because they play like to the 85th minute so we know we've been on the other end i mean as a blue bull fan <laughs> hey brana banner 2007 the people were celebrating i was watching that with sharks fans yes. the people were celebrating yeah don't, <laughs> don't don't count your chickens there's a reason why that saying exists they're like, wait, what? Huh? What Ex- happened? Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I mm. fully agree. And it feels <laughs> sucky. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst feelings. Mm. If you think you've got it all sewn up, mm. but you need to seal the deal. Mm. You need to close it. Mm. And the Springboks, they did what they needed to do. Yeah. Money, massive sub. I mean, we can talk about what that what these sort of psyche is at the mm. moment but as far as I understand it Mani knew yeah. he was celebrating when we won oh yeah and he's a professional 100% and he's not Mani he's a spring I mean he is Mani but he's a spring, spring bok. Bok. he's Mani the bok yeah 
Our subs coming on at particular times. Dior yes. Free, Massive <gasps> Change, Ergie, yeah. Quagga, Ox. Ox. <laughs> I had cake for breakfast today. <laughs> I, I celebration. Was, I was feeling for something sweet yesterday. <laughs> it's October, so it's every day. <laughs> yeah, but fair play to the, mm. the spring box as well. Um, and so I can't... It's nice to be on the side of the victory. Yes. But whoever wins except for 2011 against Australia we can you know mm. assuredly say that they yeah. deserve to win yeah so that's the review that's <laughs> it that's all we have to say well I mean <laughs> what 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 more needs to be said <laughs> the game was uh, I think someone was, was chatting to a friend of mine and he was talking about how South Africa look be catching the ball mm-hmm. and it's a bit easier for the chasing team because they don't need to catch it they just need to disrupt it yeah because we so he just showed a stall well it's actually um, rugby had a massive threat i'm thinking of my friend <laughs> but he was uh, i think my friend also mentioned that they were just yeah. tapping the ball back yes because yes. they didn't need to secure position that yeah. wasn't their aim mm-hmm. and that was typical of what south africa used to do and so i think it's there's probably going to be a lot of reflection in the Springbok coaching team in how they went about their plan. But credit to them, they changed, they recognized, okay, this is a different sort of game that needs to be played. Mm. And, you know, by Uko, by Crook, eventually sealed the deal. And it's going to be interesting to see because, you said, the weather is going to be much the same. And the All Blacks do have that ability. Well, for accurate kicking, we've got two of the best in Moanga and Bowden Barrett, and Bowden's also a massive threat in the, yes. the air. So we'll, we'll see. Wayne Barnes has obviously been selected, uh, yeah, assigned for the refereeing duty. All the English. Yes. Uh, I think it's Matthew Carley, your sir. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. And then, do we feel like the Springboks have showed all their cards? That's that's where I'm thinking that I remember in the documentary uh-huh. they worked out a more move just before oh, yes. the final. Yes, and then they scored. Practicing inside. Yes, in yes. the hotel conference like, yeah. room or something, right? No, well, that's what they're doing right now as we speak, as we're recording. They're working out those moves, upside down taxi, and you know all of that, all of the rest. I don't think they've shown all. No. The way the brains trust, like the way the the inventiveness, and also, like you said, we weren't challenged to the point by the English in terms of our. They kept us busy. Yeah. And we were forced into their game, and so we didn't present much of what we have. Yeah. And so I do think that there's. There's still some yes. some surprises. Yes. I think you saw some variations. There was mm. a nice line-out move. Because yes. they were disrupting our line. Oh, yeah. And then they had a small variation where Kirtley got the ball. And mm-hmm. shout-out to Alex Mitchell. Had a great game. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had a... Yeah. His box well. kicks were brilliant. And he had a vital uh, tackle, tip tackle on... Um, or ankle tap on, on Kirtley. But 
we also saw something interesting i think it was our second or our third line out with jesse and oh. quobus in the line out right at the back and that's what france did essentially to to us and so i like the fact that you know, they aren't just holding hmm. but they're taking and seeing what works so it will be interesting to watch where new zealand did suffer I'm looking particularly at that French game. Even though I think this New Zealand team are sort of eating their stride. Yeah. Uh, they're not the same. I know people will look to the Twickenham game. No. No, it's a different team completely. 100%. Even in terms of the, the bench, mm. there's way more quality on the bench now. I mean, to bring someone like Brody or Sam White, like depending on their lock pairing, or maybe Scott Barrett because he's so wild and... <laughs> some clumsy with his and he's rested because he didn't finish the last <laughs> match <laughs> true and the, I think the All Blacks were off a very short turnaround mm. um, and so they want obviously peak fitness so we'll see how the Springboks take them on I looked at Wayne Barnes's record mm. with South Africa and the matches that he's refereed mostly wins but it's mostly against teams that we expected to beat but then two closer games where he gave you know I'm not going to say when he gave South Africa the victory but he presided over the victory mm. so he's I think he's had over 18 tests for South Africa and over 20 odd with the All Blacks so he's very familiar with both mm-hmm. teams I know he's got two Irish victories against the All Blacks so that'll be interesting but I think Wayne Barnes definitely is a pick of you know the referees and I, I know a lot of people are throwing darts at Ben O'Keefe but for me he was equally poor <laughs> <laughs> everyone you know and I, I know there's a picture going around about the scrum from what angle one angle yeah mm-hmm. and then and also it's a scrum it's about how it's moving as well you yeah, can't but look at it still true <laughs> and then you when you hear his clarification on the call you, it's perfectly illegal what Genge was trying to do shout out to Vincent Koch not getting much praise mm. but really anchoring never pinged for anything um, and yeah just really productive I mean Ox is getting all the plaudits but mm. without Vincent there so because yeah. Yeah, I mean the loose head is usually the one that's going to be exerting pressure and mm. Vincent is taking that pressure <laughs> he's going up against their Ox shall we say yeah. and not budging at mm. all. So I think he, he had a really good game. Man of the match, obviously it was Andre, but I was just interested to hear your thoughts on any other standout performances. Peter Steph de Toy hmm. is going to be my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone so. Most, most of the time, my answer is going to be Peter Steph de Toy. But yes, Sos though is just like I think I've mentioned this before, he's now gotten to the standard where him being excellent mm. giving a 10 out of 10 yeah. is that's just that is now the benchmark <laughs> with him he no he's something he's something incredible and he's just grown into this world cup mm. and the two of them yeah. they're it's not glamorous at all and it's not maybe you don't even notice <laughs> but they they do so much yeah. and it's to our benefit. They're incredible. Of course, Andre, nerves of steel and presence and all of those factored in. And I guess 
he scored the winning points because yes, scrum penalty, but scrum penalty means nothing, nothing. if you don't put it through the posts. Yeah. And and so I, I understand them awarding him with that. But yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Peter Steff and and Franku Mostert. Yeah. Um, they're just they're delivering every week. Doesn't matter what we're doing, <laughs> they're they're delivering for me. Yeah. Dion Fury mm-hmm. as the subs also had oh, yeah. just in terms of uplift, uplifting oh, yes. the, the, the team morale. Because <laughs> it seemed like we believed it's, we were going home. Yeah, the, it at was a stage. Looking at the faces on the bench as well. Yeah, very anxious, mm. very contempl- <laughs> contemplative of uh, you know, this is my career now, mm. <laughs> winding down. Yeah. And Dion, you know, a lot of butt slaps and mm. claps and come on boykies and yes. really I mean he had a great break, would have been nice to see him get to try, but obviously Eric here did the job. Who was also outstanding Andre's on. kick to the line mm. for to set up that line out brilliant. Yes. And then Bongi as well. I think yeah. he had a up and down performance, but he stood up when it counted most. Yeah. I mean, he's still in that scrum. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's throwing. Of course, there were some issues, but take that away, and very difficult to. Yeah. And he also gave everything. I don't know what he had left after that match. Yeah. And that's probably one of my biggest concerns going into this week, is just you know taking care of him. Yeah. He. Yeah, he was involved in a lot. Mm. Had a massive tackle on Vanipolo to knock, to force the knock on, which was looking like England were actually were like looking to carry the ball, and then he was the support runner for Kirtley. <laughs> he was just busting a gut, and so yeah, I think also massive clear out by him to set up Ergia. Mm. So small things, yes, and obviously scrumming all this time, oh, yeah. 80 minutes, oh. really. Really, really good performance. Obviously, his name is now being shadowed by this. I think, for me, it's just language barrier. Mm. Bongi doesn't strike me as someone no. that would do something like that. Again, in that same interview, uh, it was John Matham asking John Dobson about Bongi because he's with, you know, they have a relationship. And he was talking about how Bongi, yes, he's fierce, but he uses his body. He's not someone that uses words necessarily. Yeah. And if he's going to come at you... You're going to know it. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to feel it. It's yeah. like sticks and stones kind of a thing. Uh, so, And that tracks for, for me just as a fan. Yeah. I, I, I can see other players <laughs> doing... Well, one particular player. Um, if, if that was the story going, I'd be like, oh, ouch, oh no. Yeah. But with... Anyone else? Just the way we've been carrying ourselves. I'm just nah. Yeah, I think it's just a massive misunderstanding. And I'm um, look for the World Rugby is doing the investigation. They need to. I think they mm. it would be a bad look if they didn't yes. investigate anything. Um, and so I, I'm sure we'll find out that this is just a wires cross, mm. Rosetta Stone lost in translation. I do think. Some of the English media, the coverage on it has been a bit... English? Yeah, but <laughs> scandalous. Yeah, that's... Um, sort of uh, crucifying 
in in the court of public opinion and not really waiting for anything to to occur obviously some sour grapes mm. uh, i think they generally thought they like, i'm hearing a lot of deserves so it is what it is yeah um i just hope that the the boys don't get distracted by this mm-hmm. i mean rassi's not even followed the all black so you can see what mode we are in now it's this is it's business time wishing that the guys adult in like mm-hmm. you said that they were all rested this is what i think most springbok fans have been waiting for this is what we live for <laughs> <laughs> the old rivals eh yeah we've been waiting for this for the longest time yeah this is the final that the rugby world is waiting for yes definitely and it will be the outright champion yes You know, I before the World Cup began and we had that big clash we had with Ireland and France had with New Zealand and I and with the opening match I said whoever wins this is going to win the World Cup. And then we played Ireland and I'm like whoever wins this is going to win the World Cup. So both of the, the winners of those matches are Lost, gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so whoever loses <laughs> Yeah, so the losers of those two definitive matches are now playing against each other. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I can't remember because you cited uh, White Sox rugby World Cup uh, mm. record. I can't think that the All Blacks have ever won a World Cup losing a match. Mm-mm, no, because it's only been done by South Africa. Yes, exactly. in 2019. So, Oops. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. This is a different kind of World Cup though. It oh is, my. it is. But I I think that is something that I think these guys and surely these pictures are reaching them back um back in France and they mm. can see what it means. I, do you know who the All Blacks are playing for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure they have the you know personal motivations. Mm. This is not just from the outside perspective. Mm-hmm. being the best is yeah. not a great motivator. No. No, and especially when you've been there done there. Exactly. Done that. Um so I think we've got the edge. And even Dan Carter in the post match, he was talking about how like these Springboks, they play for their country. country. <laughs> like he understands. Yeah. So they understand. Exactly. So I think that's where it's going to matter in these smaller moments and Hopefully they can channel that energy and it doesn't become a crutch. Mm-hmm. It hasn't seemed like it so far. Mm-hmm. And covering Sia's post-match comments on Coach Shark mm. and how, because they asked him, you know, what is his opinion of Coach and how, what is his experience been? And Sia had, you know, spoke very glowingly about him, saying that he doesn't just care about you as a, a rugby player; he cares about you as a person. Mm-hmm. And like we said that. is that personal they really play for each other someone said they look like family yes. like they they really play as brothers and i think i mean having the families there as well mm-hmm. we saw Sia's daughter was in tears <laughs> <laughs> and one of many kids um yes. so they won with the guys drinking sugar water so <laughs> yes. the young boy um and also the legacy that this is going to leave for mm. future springboks i think it's going to be I'm always a believer that when you have a sort of seminal moment in sporting history it goes on to inspire a, a generation that yes. will look back to that. So 1995 mm-hmm. 
2004. It's 24, 12 years ago. It it works out. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future Springboks that are getting inspired by these one-point victories. Yes, because Brian Abana was at the 95 World Cup. Sia was in that tavern in 2007. Yeah. So who knows? We're going to get an all-time greatest next yeah. <laughs> from this and we'll probably have more than one right? oh because yes that 2019 yeah. 2023 that's a nice <laughs> <laughs> a nice spell of dominance there yeah. for us yeah that's our takes and of course we welcome yours thank you so much for listening thank you for being a part of this and we, this week, we're all in preparation. We're all getting ready because we fight as a nation. And I know that the hashtag and the slide it's stronger together. But also, as we've seen, we find a way. South Africans have always made things work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure many will attest yeah. to that. Uh, and our can-do nature. Oh, yeah. So yeah, what a what a privilege to watch this unfold and to get behind the boys. And yeah, thank you for supporting us in various ways. We appreciate all the, the feedback and the comments and the engagement and the the little laughs that we have <laughs> along the way. I really appreciate it. We will be back with our preview of the final later this week, so stay tuned for that. Until then. Timothy, always a pleasure. Cheerio. This is Nice Try for you.